What's going on, everybody? Dr. Chris on here for yet another episode of the Legion of Law. <laughs> I was already ready to get the guns out. Kill helium flex. He's uh he's preparing a helium tattoo on his bicep, ladies and gentlemen. Fence, how are you, my man? I'm doing good, Dr. Chris. How are you? Good, good. Uh, ready for uh, that balloon tattoo uh, coming up uh, soon for you, man. It's going to be. I'm gonna pop for it. It's in the yes, show. yes. <laughs> How are things with you, man? <clears throat> yeah, I'm good. I'm a man. My my dad, bro. My dad's 92. Yeah, and he just spent three weeks with me because he lives in Florida. And I got to tell you, bro, it was tough, Chris, because. I wanted to spend as much time as I possibly could with them. Mm -hmm. So, bro, I was doing my shows at like 3, 3.30 in the morning. So by the time he got up, I'd be done. Ooh. And, oh, bro, it, it's, it, it was a grueling three weeks, man. Ooh. So I'm yeah. going to yeah, yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to a good night's sleep after yeah. this one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it for you as well, man. <clears throat> All right, we're starting right off with Andrew Cool, 199 Super Chat, bro. Who ward better, Brock or Trish? Mine is Brock. Bro, I want to ask um, Sports Kid and Nation a question out there. Because I don't know the answer to this. Who was, who? which female did the uh, cowboy gimmick first? Was it Trish Stratus or was it... Um, um, Oh, which move? Mickey James. Who did it first? Somebody had to do it first. Somebody ripped off somebody else. Um, that's a good question. I think I know the answer for that, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what the SK Nation says. Um, the cowgirl wasn't uh, that. Mickey James didn't really do that uh, until TNA, though, didn't she? I, well, I know when she was at TNA, bro, she was trying to launch a country and western music yeah. career. And I really, I didn't really follow her career in the WWE, so I don't know. If I'm not mistaken, she debuted as like a uh, groupie, like one of Trish's groupies. Uh, okay. Uh, well, well, what, did Chris? Did Trish always do that gimmick though? Um, she not really a cowgirl. I remember when she she uh, debuted when she was with TNA. It was uh, her testing Albert. And she did kind of have like a long coat type of gimmick with her, but she was more like pinuppy. Um, it wasn't necessarily like cowgirlish. It was more like pinup model type of type of deal. She she ended up transitioning over to more of a cowgirl look, but it wasn't always like that though. It was yeah. not not from the very beginning. But as far as I remember, she she had that type of gimmick way before Trish did, especially yeah. since Trish, I mean, way before Mickey did, especially since Mickey debuted as one of her groupies, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if Bro, a couple of things I want to uh, compare uh, Raw to um, because it's very, very hot right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, last Tuesday, bro, so I didn't get to talk about it yet on this show. Last Tuesday, I saw... Uh, John Wick 4, because I'm a huge fan of the franchise. Mm -hmm. First of all, Chris, there are two things I want to I tell you. First of all, bro, the movie was three hours long, mm -hmm. much like this show. Chris flew by, bro. You would have swore the movie was an hour. 
There was not one dull spot, not one boring spot, not a useless dialogue. Three hours, bro, that had you glued to the television screen. The reason I bring that up, guys, is because we always make the three-hour excuse for Raw. No, bro, it can be done. Now, don't get me wrong, bro. Raw is weekly. So obviously it would be challenging to do it every week, even though I I will say that Ed Ferrara and myself reeled off nine three-hour nitros with no problem. Okay, but even once in a while, can can they maybe give us one with nonstop action once every three months maybe, bro, maybe four times a year? And here's my second takeaway, Chris, which is all this show was. For all of you uh, John Wick fans out there and people that enjoy the franchise, bro, imagine if John Wick 4 or any of his movies were just the fight sequences. Right. There were no stories. There were no characters. It was just the fight sequences. What kind of a movie would that be? I'll tell you exactly what kind of a movie that would be. Chris, after 20 minutes, you'd get tired of the fight sequences, just like you do on a professional wrestling show. This is all match, 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 Chris. Not one single story, zero character building. It's like seeing John Wick without any characters, without any storylines, and they literally, bro, just fight each other for three hours for the sake of fighting. That That's all this show is. There's nothing, bro, like literally, like if you have a brain in your head and you want to you wanna watch something and have to think about it, this is not the show for you, bro. Because there's nothing you have to think about when, when you're watching Raw, bro. Yeah. I always, I've said this before, Vince. I think, uh, you know, pro wrestling is a comic book come to life. And if you're actually reading a comic book, and if I'm literally reading a comic book and I'm, and I'm seeing page two, fight scene, page four, fight scene, page six, fight scene, page nine, fight scene, I'll keep thinking, like, okay, well, I'm tired of this. Where's the suspense here? Like you're like you need to build up. Like why have eight fight scenes, and you can just have one fight scene with a good story? I mean, like that's that's what it should be. But what happens is you're having eight fight scenes because there's no story to build up the fight scenes, and that's right. what is that's what we see every single yeah, week with, yeah, with the yeah. product. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, guys, I will tell you this, but again, we we've done. Chris and I have done hundreds of these shows. We know the formula, we know the players, we know the game. Now, now Chris, if, if there is an angle next week where the Usos have uh, ha- have heat with uh, the, 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 the Fluffinutters, whatever they're called, because they didn't get the job done, okay, bro, f- fine. Do you really think they're going to do that? No, bro. The only reason they did that scene at the beginning with Heyman and both sides there was that gave them an excuse to have these matches for the night. Because I will guarantee you anything 
they don't follow it up next week. And 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 that that would be interesting mm-hmm. that the Usos got the job done. The uh, what, what are they called again? The the the. the Judgment Day. Judgment Day didn't get the job done. The Usos would have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. They ain't going to go there. Chris, you know why they're not going to go there? Because they don't know how to write that. And here's a th- here's my thing, Vince. Like, that makes sense. But the reason why I don't, like, I don't like stuff like that anymore is because the fans, so many fans have ruined the, the art of professional wrestling when it comes to that comic book come to life, when it comes to the good guys, the bad guys. I know that there's gray area. I know that there's nuance. I get it. But to me, when I'm thinking of nuance, I'm still, I'm thinking like not every baby face is like a white meat baby face. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Austin was a baby face and I, I appreciate it because he related to the crowd. He was the person who couldn't stand the authority. You know what I mean? And so many people, just about everybody who has a job, you know, can relate to that. But the problem is the fans have, um, created such a bloodthirsty environment that the characters should still matter. And the thing is, characters don't matter as much. You're you're beefing with each other just to what have a match. It's no story behind it, and that's the, that's the problem, man. It's like you know, I was we were talking before about uh, Dante Martin's injury, you know, from uh, from uh, Top Flight, and just how. Uh, uh, just how Penta, it was a ladder match, and Penta looked at the ladder. He was right by the belts, and what he decided to do instead was a Canadian destroyer off of the table. Made no sense, made no story, didn't have any type of logic to it, even if he would have said, uh, even if, if if Dante would have been beating him up and he tried to he tried to basically squelch that, you know, that 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 uh pesky Dante Martin who's keep coming in the way of him getting the belt like something but no there was nothing that was involved logically of made him doing that spot and what happened he had a compound fracture in his ankle just because to to appease the bloodthirsty crowd man and it's yeah. like you get you you have this crowd nowadays that's so bloodthirsty that you're taking away the character and the storyline to feed the beast and you need to starve the beast in order to recondition what to feed the beast. And I think that should be the case for when it comes to booking. It's like a lot of times people feel like a lot of these bookers like Tony Khan, especially Tony Khan, they feel as if they're too far gone with having to feed the beast that they feel like they don't have any other option. And I, and, I, and I think you do. You have you have another option. It's going to take some time to reel it back in and recondition. I'm thinking psychologically. It's just a, it's just a factor of reconditioning. It's going to take a while, but you're going to have to start putting that investment and in reconditioning this bloodthirsty crowd in order to stop doing those stupid spots and make stories and make characters mean something. Yeah, Chris. Listen, the, the, the marks are the, the, the marks are in the ring. We, we I, I've said this now for years and years and years. I'm gonna tell you a story that you're gonna love, Chris. I swear to God. So, bro, I'm having this steel cage match with the Ric Flair at the Phillips Arena. Okay. It's it's a sold out, it's a huge crowd, right? Yeah. So, bro, we get to the top of the cage. This is the difference with me and the marks in the ring, okay. 
So, bro, we get to the top of the cage. I'm trying to get away from Flair. I'm crawling, I'm crawling, I'm crawling to the corner of the cage. Chris, I look down. And for a, a split second, what runs through my mind is, Vince, if you take this bump, they will respect you forever. Everything they've ever hated about you. You may even get a this is awesome, Chan. You will go down. And, bro, as I'm thinking this, literally half a second after the thought ran through my head, I said to myself, what are you effing nuts? <laughs> That's the difference between me and these idiots. <laughs> bro, like, yeah, bro, you're going to think about how cool it would be. And people may talk about it and you're going to get gifs and riffs and clips and yeah, all this yeah. stuff. And then when, and then the reality sinks in and it's like, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm going to do yeah. In what universe am I going to do that? For sure, man. And guess what's going to happen. They're going to, they're going to pop for the spot and then they're going to get tired of the spot. And want a new spot, and then you're gonna to try to one up the spot that you yep. did, and then and then they're gonna say they're gonna give you your 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 respect, so to speak. You're gonna give your chant. You're gonna have a, a a quick dopamine rush, and then they're gonna forget the spot and want another yep. spot, and then you're gonna to try to one up that spot. You know what I mean? And and that's what happens all the time when it comes to pro wrestling, and that's the reason why you're doing Canadian destroyers off of off of tables now. That's yep. the reason why you're when when Jeff Hardy did the uh, the, the swanton off of the the ledge you know on the building you know in aew i mean it's like you're have it, it's never good enough it's yeah. never going to make the marks content and you're going to risk breaking uh body parts having much pain and dealing with that pain eternal internally just to please these bloodthirsty marks that will never be content and that's not, not only will they never be content, Chris, they don't care about you. They don't. Because, bro, yeah. if you're out of action for a for a year or two years, they'll put the next slob in your out of sight, out, of, out of sight, out of mind, man. That's, yeah, they that's could really, care yeah. less about you. That's the part about it. They could yep. care less. Yep. But, uh, you know, Chris, they, they have lost all subjectivity with this show because, again, man, I'm always going through this show as a casual fan. And this is the first thing that hit me, Chris. And, and tell me if I'm right or I'm wrong. We, we've got the, uh, the the Usos and the Bloodline uh, lined up on one side, and we got Judgment Day lined up the other side, and they're all facing each other, right? Okay, bro. So uh, uh, Rhea Ripley is staring down Solo Sequoia. Chris, was it not a month ago that Rhea Ripley was going 50-50 with every girl on the roster? Yeah. I, I, I mean, right or wrong, that, that's what I mean about this freaking company. As a casual fan, and I'm watching this, I'm like, bro, now if that was China in that spot, that's one thing. But China didn't go 50-50 with uh, 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 Chelsea Green, yeah, crying out loud. Yeah, that, That's what I'm talking about, bro. It, it's, yeah. did, did, did they forget all that? Did mm. they forget that they did all that so Rhea Ripley is not a threat to Solo Sequoia? Mm. And it's a domino effect if you think of it that way, Vince, because if you think about that, then you think of her staring down Solo Sequoia which diminishes him as an intimidating character. That's right. And then he defeated Rey Mysterio, who just won the Hall of Fame. 
So right. at the end of the day, your Hall of Famer is equal to someone who is Liv Morgan, basically. You know what I mean? Right. And so and so that's the problem when it comes to not being consistent with protecting your characters and making people look big. You yep. know, and, and we and we saw that. So you're and why and why did Rhea Ripley go 50-50 with all those women? Because they had to stretch out the yep. times of the matches, bro. Yep. That's why. Yep. Because they're they're creatively bankrupt. So we can't have Rhea go over in three minute squashes. No, we need 13 minutes of back and that's fine, bro. But then don't have a, a stare down solo sequoia and think I'm gonna believe it. Very true. Absolutely. Couple super chaps. We got Joseph Gonzalez, nine ninety nine. Cody segment was nonsense. nonsense to me. He beat up twenty guards, which just isn't believable at all. True with him, and he somehow wasn't arrested for assaulting twenty guards. Who wrote this? Yeah. And, bro, how ridiculous again is this? Joseph, I swear, it's like, Chris, come on, man. Did you notice, bro? So, you know, just so you guys know, all these, um, all these security guards are independent wrestlers, or maybe they're no. maybe they're 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 just starting out at NXT, whatever. Yeah, they're but typically local indie wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're local indie wrestlers. Mm. That's who all these security guards. Brody, do, do they not know how ridiculous it looks, bro? When all these security guards get in the ring, and Chris from every angle, every one of them, Chris was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every there were ten guys in the ring. Do they not know how stupid that looks, bro? From a production standpoint, so so you've worked there when you know they've done pull aparts. So I remember wrestlers a lot was involved with the pull aparts, but they would have the the security guards and stuff like that. Now in your day, Attitude Era, twenty five years ago. How who would produce those pull aparts and how would you make it believable? Well, bro, I will tell you this. First of all, if you're if you're if 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 Steve Austin is in the role of Cody Rhodes, Steve Austin is going to handpick the students that he wants to be in the ring. Bro, come on. I'm I'm 62. I could have beat up 75% of these guys. Austin is going to handpick. Taker is going to handpick because they want the biggest, most aggressive guys. Then those guys are going to take the people they selected and they're going to lay out all the action with those guys because Austin knows, bro, first of all, if, if you're a security guard and you weigh 150 pounds, I, I got a guy weighing 150 pounds protecting me? Mm-hmm. How Mickey Mouse does that make us look? Yeah. So those guys would eliminate all those guys that we saw in the ring tonight. And then once they had the group that was going to be in there, they would walk them through it step by step by step. Yeah, that makes sense um let's see here now we have uh we got another super chat got a finder here we go mike dowling i've been watching wrestling for 44 years it's just not interesting anymore it's just not fun anymore they should change wrestlemania to spot fest but i still watch it uh every week well you know i appreciate you watching um you know uh this show (laughs) despite not uh, liking 
wrestling anymore. But yeah, you know, it's, we've talked about this before, Vince. It's just like, why do people still watch wrestling? There's there's reasons why people still watch wrestling. You know, the, the nostalgia factor is something that you've been doing for a while. You know, people in, in, enjoy sports or sports entertainment. Like, for instance, I would still watch, you know, uh, football. I watched NFL when the Titans lost seven straight games. You know what I mean? So you watch it just for the hopes of it could be better, you know, sooner than later. But Vince, with wrestling fans, though, still trying to hold on to it could be better. You know, for instance, I watch it because of my, you know, well, I get paid to watch it for one. And then for two, I watch it because of my great grandma you know, my late great grandma, you know, in honor of her, uh, when she passed away, she was a big wrestling fan. The people who still watch wrestling, I can respect for those things, but for the people who still watch wrestling and try to you <laughs> and, and they show their cognitive dissonance by trying to justify, uh, just all these big old useless spots and things like that. What do you say to those people? Bro, I will say this, man. I have been a uh, I have been a fan of the San Francisco Giants long before many of these people were ever born. Okay, I will tell you this, Chris. When the when you know, I watch every Giant game. Mm-hmm. When the Giants blow a game really bad, when they give a game away, Chris, I may go. I I may miss the next three games. Mm-hmm. I, I need to get over it. When they really, it's almost like I punished them. It's almost like you guys want to play that poorly and blow that game. You don't deserve my time. Literally, for I do that. Hmm. This show sucks every week. Like seriously, at what point do these people say this is a massive waste of my time? I I don't know, bro. I don't. I don't have the answer to that. Because the, the WWE is totally disrespecting you by putting shows like this on. Chris, I live in Colorado. The Colorado Rockies, th- their ownership don't want to spend any money. So they don't want to put a good team on the field. Guess what, bro? Nobody's going to the games. Mm. Yeah, Yes, exactly. No one's going to the games. So yeah. it, to me, it's no different than you put on a bad product you don't watch the bad product. And that's exactly what they're doing, bro. Yeah. They're sleepwalking through this show. There is no effort whatsoever because they know. They know you are going to watch this show no matter what. And you do. You know, I, college football is, you know, my jam. And uh, I'm a big sports radio guy, especially during college football season. Uh, one of the episodes, one of the sports radio episodes, they were talking about how they, they did a segment where <laughs> they were talking about the lowest uh, ticketed games for the weekend. And one of the lowest ticketed games for the weekend was an Auburn game. And Auburn, you know, for a while was one of the powerhouses in the SEC, mm-hmm. uh, even won a championship with Cam Newton. And so, like for Auburn to be a powerhouse in the SEC to become one of the lowest ticketed games of the week is such a fall from grace because why they're not winning consistently. They're not a powerhouse anymore. So the value of the team and the value of the game and the value of the attendance is going to dwindle because fans are like, 
I'm good. <laughs> and, and, and it makes it more desperate for the ticket, you know, uh, for the team and for the stadium. It's okay, well, uh, let's just let, let's lower the price, you know what I mean, to, to try to get some bodies in there. Now, if, if Auburn was one of the top teams in the, in the SEC, their tickets won't be – their tickets wouldn't have been nearly as, as low and cheap because they would the, – the, the demand would be higher yeah. to want to come to the game. You know, because yeah. they'll be successful. So, yeah. I agree with you 100% there. Uh, let's start off with the Usos and Solo Sokoa uh, cutting entering promo uh, by Paul Heyman, uh, interrupted by Judgment Day. We talked about that. Yeah. Uh, we, we And then it goes into Solo Sokoa defeating Rey Mysterio. Bloodline beats down LWO post-match. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that? Here are my thoughts about th- this is what they This is what I mean, bro, about... The writers don't give a crap. Triple H doesn't give a crap. The performers of themselves don't give a crap. Let me tell you why, Chris. Chris, you got to understand, I worked with talent. Mm-hmm. So when, I, when I'm going to suggest something that's wrong, I'm going to tell you exactly what the talent would tell me. But I never suggested anything was wrong because I understood wrestling. So, bro, let me get this right. You got Solo and Mysterio. Uh, the the Latin world, Latino world order comes out. Solo goes over. Then the Usos, the heels, the Usos and Sequoia lay out all the baby faces, right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? The heels laid out. the. Well, apparently, bro, they weren't too hurt. Because they all came back at the end. Now, now, bro, if if I am writing that, say, for argument's sake, the nation of domination. Okay, bro, yeah, in segment two, bro, you're going to beat the Bariquas, you know, to a pulp, bro. You're going to leave them laying. And then in segment nine, the Bariquas are going to come back and hit the ring. Rock would look at me and say, well, Vince, how how wh- wh- how tough are we if we beat these guys up and they're back an hour later? That doesn't make us too tough. This is what I'm talking about, bro. That's not how you get heels over. Yeah, that's yeah. not how. If if anything, bro, if anything, if the Latino World Order and Ray tried to come out again at the end, lay them out again. Mm-hmm. If anything, but. How tough are they, bro? Obviously, they didn't get the job done. Yeah, that's a good that's point. what I, you you can't oversee stuff like that, Chris. Very true. Yeah, and why couldn't they make why why couldn't they make try to make some interest some intrigue into a Ray Solo Sokoa feud? Why is this another? Why is this just another win on the win column? Why? Why would you have booked a match between Ray and Solo, knowing that they could have had a few down the line and meant more? I will tell you exactly why because it's right here in my notes. I have this, uh, you know, Latino World Order Solo over Usos layout, Latino World Order, all just to set up another match yeah so these will give them more matches and bro what is every match based out of a fight every match is based out of a run-in so the fact that the lwo ran in oh bro now the usos have somebody to work with next week in another meaningless match yeah that's the only reason they do that's the only reason they do it bro yeah and i you know i don't mind if they you know, had Solo go over, you know, uh, Joaquin Wilder, 
uh, Cruz del Toro, the other two members of uh, LWO, because they're more of a tag team. You know what I mean? It, it protects them as a tag team because they're more of a tag team and not necessarily singles wrestlers, at least what they're advertised, at least how they're booked in, in WWE. Santos Escobar, I think he's. I think there's money in him. I think, I think that he could be like one of the biggest Latino baby faces if they if they book him correctly. I think there's a lot of opportunity in Santos. So I wouldn't have had him lose to Santos, but jo- uh, Joaquin Wild or or Cruz Toro, they they could take a loss. But it just doesn't make if you're trying to build up Solo, which I don't mind. I, I don't mind them doing that. It's just that. Again, I think business, there's so much money on the table that you're missing out on by just having him beat Rey Mysterio, knowing that Rey Mysterio is still in his feud with Dominic and still knowing that there's something that's going to be uh, built up for Bad Bunny to come. You know, you're having a big Bad Bunny uh, match at, at Backlash just for Rey to keep getting these losses, and he just was in the Hall of Fame. He just lost on SmackDown. He was in the Hall of Fame. He's losing consistently. How is this really representing your Hall of Fame when you have an active person be headlining a WWE Hall of Fame just to lose? And I've said that before. He's way too 50-50 nowadays headlining a, a, a Hall of Fame just to continue to lose. That shows, I mean, that doesn't really show, you know what I mean? That doesn't really represent the Hall of Fame very well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they I think they missed out on there. I, I think they, I think there's, they could have, Put they could have uh, uh, spent some time um, drawing this out more, you know, from a storyline perspective. If the goal is to push Solo Sokol, which I don't mind. Uh, next, we had an earlier today segment: Alpha Academy and uh, Maxine Dupree and Adam Pierce's office. So, uh, a running theme of this show was they're trying to hype up the the upcoming draft. So this was one of those upcoming draft hypes will we see otis or otis you know so thoughts on that who cares i i mean bro who's turning into smackdown to see if otis goes to the blue and shoosh goes to the red i want to meet that person literally bro if if you're out there in sports kita nation step to the front of the line if you're the guy tuning in to see if otis is on one brand and shoosh is on the other brand please let me know because bro I, i promise you I will give you a thousand more productive things you could do than that. Who cares, bro? Who cares except the people already watching? And I don't even know if they care about that. Good point there. We get a recap of damage control dissension from last week. uh, And then we get Bianca Belair defeating Dakota Kai. It's just the... what, yeah, what we and, and again, bro. Yeah, Dakota Kai is really going to go over in this in right. this match. I'm I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna watch this for a, a, as a, however long as it was, thinking that Dakota Kai has a chance of. I, it, bro, come on, man, come on. In this particular thing, so it looks like they're they're going to have EO and Bianca Belair for backlash. So they're Ooh. just they're putting you know they're just kind of. It's probably it's just fodder at this point, you know. What I mean, yeah. just just to try to figure out what to do with Bianca because she's defeated just about everybody. So instead of just having, they are notorious for just building, giving people reps of people uh, of fuse that could 
you know, uh, go longer or just meaningless matches on the way to the, the pay-per-view without much story in it. What do you think about this as far as uh, Bianca Belair just getting reps and, and Dakota Kai being used to just bump up Bianca Belair as if it's necessary? Wouldn't you would rather take that segment and make a story into it instead? Bro, even, even bro, not, not only that, like, again, bro, we obviously know the outcome of the match. Okay, rather than even have the match, let's do some character building with the both of them. Not everything has to be a match. We know nothing about Dakota. Dakota Sky, is it? I know nothing about her. I Nothing. Zero. I know she's got an English accent. I know she likes to dye her hair different colors. And I know she was at NXT. That's all I know, bro. And how long has she been on TV? Put again, bro. They're creatively bankrupt, bro. Yeah. That's that's the problem, man. When when you have wrestlers involved in creative, yeah. I I could not do what Triple H did in the ring. I promise you, bro. But you know what? Triple H could never do what I did creatively. Just because you're a wrestler, it does not make you a writer. It's true. Because we don't need to see predictable matches. It's what you always say, Chris. Who who got over in this match? Mm-hmm. Bianca Belair didn't get over because you knew she was going to win the match. Right. So she didn't get over. Dakota Kai didn't get over because she lost another match. So who did you get over? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> and to your point, Vince, we've seen Dakota Kai on the main roster for about about eight and a half months now. And within eight and a half months, most people still have no clue who she is. I have no clue, bro. No clue. We knew that she was a protege. I mean, she's, she's a contemporary, I guess, of, of Bailey. We still don't know why that became a thing. We don't even know why damage control became a thing. Nope. In the in the very beginning, they were talking about their running rough shot and just kind of changing the game and just kind of making sure that uh, they, you know, shape up the women's division, I guess. But there's still no rhyme or reason. There's no there's no explanation of why they why Bailey chose Dakota Kai and EO Sky out of yep. all the other possible choices from yep. the women's division. Why Dakota Kai? Why EO Sky? We still don't know that. Like we we still have no clue why she chose those two people. I still have no clue of what damage control is supposed to mean. What 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 does that even mean? Damage? What 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 damage are you controlling? They were I- talking about in the beginning. Like I said, they they or trying to kind of shape up or uh, the woman's division oh, well, doing a fine job with, but, that. but, but again, Vince though, why though? Like why, why is Bailey upset about the woman's division? Why is Dakota Kai upset? Why is Dakota, why is EOS guy upset? And why would they be upset if they've never been on the main roster? Like, let us know all this stuff. Yeah. We, we again, we still don't know, and that's and that's did what's we, did, did we ever find out too, bro? Like, do do we know what happened to um Carmella? Do we know? No, there's there's a bunch of theory rumors of of what 
it could be um i haven't found anything conclusive because that was another thing bro bro i could never like ever everything with me bro i need the little bow mm-hmm. you you would have never ever seen a character just disappear with no explanation at all yeah. There, yeah. there always had to be something so like now we're into this chelsea green deville thing and i'm like are they going to tell us what happened to car? Like, I, I think they probably won't just uh, because they probably don't have a way to kayfabe it. So uh, it seems like it was something real that happened to her. They don't have a way to kayfabe it. So they won't, so they won't say anything about it because uh, it was supposed to be um, Chelsea and Carmella in that four way match at, at uh, WrestleMania. And then, yeah, yeah last minute you know Sonya Deville stepped in and now they're a team so um we got Joseph 999 super chat tonight was just another reminder of how dry women's wrestling is they have no good stories angles characters or anything to make them more interesting I think Bianca is being wasted yeah I think I agree with you Joseph and I also think Bianca is being wasted uh, I do think you know I don't I, I I think that I think that Bianca Belair could be the 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 next you know top baby face woman's baby face going into the future you know they they have been uh talking about the fact that she's three and oh at wrestlemania you know she can be the woman who starts the wrestlemania streak i i would i would i would be interested in that but give me more though i mean as bianca being one of my favorites uh in wrestling i agree with a lot of the critiques now because I, I I want more. I, I want I want more of who Bianca Belair is. Otherwise, because they're pigeon they're they're pigeonholing themselves of just saying instead of just giving us time to realize who the character of Bianca Belair is, they're just throwing women's wrestlers to her. They're just and she's beating them, and now they're back on the back of the line. And there comes someone else. She beats now the back of the line. Now it comes there's someone else. She beats now the back of the line. And that's where people are starting to see, like, okay, we're tired of this back of the beat you and then get to the back of the line. Give us more substance here. And that's the reason why people are uh, drifting away from her. Crickets, ladies and gentlemen. That's what that's what fits. I, know, I agree. No, bro, you know, you know what it is, bro. Here's what it is. Let's break this down to the most basic of fundamentals. Here's this. Chris, we got two people fighting here's the question i'm asking okay we got two people fighting yeah what is the conflict okay i'm gonna go back to john wick four there there are heroes and villains john wick is fighting certain people he's fighting with certain people i i know the reasons why what are the conflicts here There, there are no conflicts there's a wrestling show so everybody just wrestles there's no conflicts but that's how it was with her and oscar it was nothing right right. and where's oscar what happened to oscar is she on smackdown now no she just disappeared after mania man man. i don't get it man i don't get it uh we got star tracker 20 dollars super chat isn't it dumb how wrestlers can be in a ring talking and someone's music hits and they just walk out if this was real world athletes uh real i think you meant real world athletes if this was real, would athletes just hit the ring whenever they want? Fun logic of wrestling, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Uh, good point there. Star Trekker. Um, <laughs> the, lo- the logic of wrestling is uh, <laughs> uh, illogical in many cases. Uh, we got Scott Smith, $5 super chat. Uh, the thing I miss about watch WWE and that's caring about talent that I'm watching on my TV is what Vince Russo has been talking about for years. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I agree hundred percent as far as just, um, there, there's no buy-in. I say this all the time. There's no, there's no buy-in. It's just match, 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 match. And people get tired. There's no, there's no, not a lot of buy-in if you're just giving me matches every week, man. Not. Uh, we have another super chat rolling coming through one. Did you guys predict that Oscar would beat uh, Bianca? No, I said Bianca would win. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I remember I was like, you know, in the beginning, I was like, I can see Oscar winning. But then as we saw um, the we saw it toward the end, I remember saying that Oscar's not built strongly enough to. Uh, to to go over Bianca, I just I just didn't see it. I, the way that they were building Oscar, it was very poor, and I, and I was like, oh, there's no way that Bianca's going to lose uh, eventually. Um, we have backstage yesterday's talking to Paul Heyman. Uh, we're still weaving this in to toward the end. Uh, Cody Rose calling out about Brock Lesnar gets interrupted by Adam Pierce. Security comes out with Cody. Brock Lesnar comes out. Cody well, let's wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Oh, time. Give me, give, give me him. Yeah. yeah he's, give Man, me. it's been a while. Come on, Joey. Time out. Time out, Joey. Time out, Joey. What I mean, Chris, he, there's so many things wrong with this segment, first of all. So Cody goes out there. Here comes Adam Pierce. And he tells Cody, you're, you're not medically clear to be here. <laughs> Bro, wouldn't they have had all day? to take care of that bro not only that chris not only that when cody wrestled with the purple gimmick yeah. <laughs> with the purple torn peck well i, I guess he was cleared to wrestle yes, like yes. They, they, didn't care, they didn't care about him then they didn't oh go bro you got yeah. the thing yeah go wrestle but but now he's not cleared so they had all day to you know, talk to Cody in the back, but nah, I guess nobody did. So like, here he is. But this is this is the ridiculous of this, bro. This is what I always go back to: such fake, phony wrestling, bro. They are in the ratings business. It is all about ratings. It is all about getting as many people to watch your television show as possible. Guess what, bro? They want to see Cody and Brock Lesnar go at it. The last thing you're going to do on a live television show is keep these two from going at it. That's the You're going to invite this, bro. You're going to do everything to make this happen. But no, bro, he wasn't clear to be there tonight. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was I think they're desperate. I mean, I think that that's a fantastic point. You get a whole torn pack. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You get beat up by Brock uh, a couple of weeks ago. You're not medically cleared. Yeah. But a torn peg, though. Yes. Yes. I think that 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 passed the clearance. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Uh, but to your point, I think I think what they were trying to do was make Cody look like he's um, tough enough for Brock Lesnar. Uh, I, I don't think I, I don't think it would have really been believable if they would have just done a non-security 
segment one-on-one with them. I think, you know, Brock could wipe the floor with Cody as he did a couple of weeks ago. So there, it seems like they're trying to make him like beating up the security. Chris, I'm I'm with you. That's why the security guards can't be 150. I I agree with that. Yeah. And that's why Cody can't end this with, you're not a cowboy. You're a coward. Yeah. Oh, oh, (laughs) Oh my God. Come on. Yeah. I, I think that was, pointless uh, saying that so but but hey man cody is, is is i mean he's playing the the the, the baby face to a t man he you yeah. know he's 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 really trying to hone that in uh so let me ask you this again the over under give me an over under uh cody Rhodes turning heel uh by um the royal rumble next year over or under oh definitely over over by, by january by january yeah absolutely okay all yeah. right got you what y'all think uh what y'all think as sk nation so uh over under uh cody turning heel before royal rumble next year got a couple of super chats Corey jackson 199 <laughs> what would be the best math segment ratio per show that's a good question what do you think Vince? Well, I don't understand exactly what does he mean. So, you know, we were talking about a lot of matches. There's just match, 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 match. And so how how many matches do you think would be a good ratio per, like, segment where you're actually building characters instead of just throwing matches out there? Oh, man. I, I, God, I don't even know how many segments a three-hour show is. It's probably like, shoot, man. I don't even know how many commercial breaks there are over three you hours. Did nitro, how many segments were there? I think a two-hour show is about like 15 segments, 14, 15 segments, something like that. You say you did nine three-hour shows, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember, but I wish I remember. It was so long ago. Gotcha. So gotcha. Long ago. But see, that's the thing, Corey. It doesn't have to be a match. It could be a fight as long as there's action. It could be something in the parking lot. It could be something in the locker room. It could be something in catering. As long as there's action, it there are so many ways to develop action. It doesn't always have to be a match in the ring. There are a lot of creative ways, man, to create action. And I, I, to me, I'm old school, man. When it comes to when it comes to physicality. I think that a lot of angles don't need physicality until the very end, man. I mean, if you want to do the go, if you want to do the go home, if you want to do a polo park segment of the go home, I'm cool with that because that gives us more excitement to see the physicality come at the pay-per-view. But if you're doing a, uh, if you're doing physicality and some weird security segment weeks before the pay-per-view, that's, that's the peak that we want to see them fight if you do it three weeks beforehand you've already reached the peak so everything now is just coming down from that so save the pull apart segments for the go home to give us the excitement to say okay yeah we want to see them fight yeah don't do it weeks before the 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 pay-per-view because you're only going down from there so i you know i'm old school when it comes to that man like hogan andre was you know it wasn't any physicality minus the the segment you know, uh, at, at the, um, what was that? The, uh, was that Piper? Was that Piper? No, was that, 
brother was that brother love i don't remember the chain gimmick yeah i don't remember what that was oh what what was it was it piper's pit or uh, brother love sk nation when hogan and uh andre uh, uh andre pulls hogan's chain uh i don't really see let's see let's see what segment it was it was piper's pit yeah piper's pit <clears throat> yeah so i mean like that was the physicality when he pulled the chain out but other than that you weren't having some big you know <laughs> donny brook you know right before the it was like man the irresistible for, force versus the immovable object yeah that's a big marquee wrestlemania match so yeah. uh young reckless 199 super chat bro bischoff needs to take over uh aew so wwe can step up yeah, uh speaking of speaking of that real quick man um uh i think i think bischoff wants goldberg and punk for wembley what do you think yeah i i read that headline but i didn't read the story that's that's old i mean that's old history that's you old. know what i mean yeah I, I don't know if there's anything left on any you know bloom left on that rose i don't know yeah. interesting yeah uh so that, <clears throat> yeah brother love what, what year the brother love uh yeah, he, came, he came with taker right yeah taker came out yeah yeah that's right taker debuted in 90 i think yeah. survivor series of 90 yeah yeah so dibiase introduced taker but he came brother love was before that then he was a little bit before that he didn't i don't he, he didn't come with taker because he was already a thing before taker was i think brother love became a thing back in 80 how to be about 89 90 when brother love became a thing because <clears throat> he had that segment with uh robert downey jr that's yeah. uh was that many yeah four or five i was one, in, I was in one of those, yeah one of those two yeah yeah <clears throat> so that was 80 that was either 89 or 90 so yeah yeah that was that, that was very interesting uh <clears throat> next we have uh rollins rollins and the miz what do you think vince <laughs> bro i am so sick of seeing the miz like i'm sorry man he 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 miz is my number one channel changer i am so, it is that act is so old and so stale and he's just sitting back collecting a boatload of money yes. and he means zero bro my god is it's so worn out man do you think he's okay with that right now probably man he's he still does his his tv show with the wife right he's making a lot know. of do they still do miss and missus yeah, I, I don't i don't know you ever heard i haven't heard oh my god i'm so tired of that bro it's that, that that is the number one channel changer for me how do you think that i mean he's you know two-time uh grand slam champion so he's accomplished quite a bit and do you think at this point, like, and he's, you know, 42 or something like that. So, you know, he's got, he's toward the tail end of his career. Do you see like, no, he's run, he's run its course. He needs to go out to pasture. He's done. Like, let's, let, let's be, let's, let's put some, let's put some legitimate numbers on this. Do you see Miz as an active full-time wrestler, um, less than or greater than five years? Because of the WWE, yeah, as an active, oh, they'll, they'll they'll have him there another five years. You think so? 
Absolutely. They don't care that he, he doesn't mean anything. They'll have him there another five years. You think he'll be just okay with just Absolutely. cashing the checks? Absolutely. And- yep. Oh. Absolutely. Yep. Oh. Uh, but he's, but that will build. Do you think that Miz will be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, bro, the people that they've put in the Hall of Fame, ab- absolutely he will. Yes. There you go. But, man, but he would go in the Hall of Fame because of his accomplishments? Longevity, I guess. I don't know. Wow. What about Dolph Ziggler? Do you see Dolph Ziggler in the Hall of Fame? Multiple bro, times. if, if Dolph Ziggler is in the Hall of Fame, then you got to put uh, you got to put Steve Lombardi in the Hall of Fame because Dolph Ziggler may have lost more than Steve Lombardi. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, Miz, the Miz has lost quite a bit too, man. The, yeah. the, the Miz has quite, lost quite a bit. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to get your commentary on uh, what you thought about um, uh, the backstage segment uh, between KO and Sami Zayn. Oh, bro, this Atobro was riveting. That was uh, brilliant. Absolute brilliance at its best, bro. Atobro. Indeed. All right, let me know what okay. you think is about Lassie and Theory. I, I got a weird question, bro. Yeah, sure. Because uh, I'm not getting this. Has has Sami Zayn like ever washed his hair? Uh, I think he his hair is like that because it's washed. Okay. So yeah. so so what does it look like unwashed then? Probably just um, non silky. You know you know how like a lot of those people had to wash their hair before they go out there because it gives it the kind of silky. Um, Stringy Wait a look. Are, are you referring to Sami Zayn's hair as silky? Because I, 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 I'm referring to it as nesty. Nesty. Yes. Moppy. Brett Brett hair's hair when he wetted to go to the ring. Now silky. that was silky. Roman Reigns is silky. Sami Zayn looks like it, it, it looks like he's got hat hair. Constant. He constantly oh. has hat hair. I said after I said silky, I said stringy. So it's all so it's all so stringy. I think it's stringy. It's it's not poofy. So it'd probably be poofy. And he and, and he doesn't want poofy hair. So he needs Dr. Chris hair bad. There you go, man. Bad. <laughs> all right. Let me know what you think about theory and uh and, and lastly, and then uh you know at the end Bronson Reed makes a save. And I'm gonna look at why you do that. I'm going to look at the Miz's all-time WWE win-loss record, and I'm going to look at uh, Dolph Ziggler's uh, uh, win-loss record. And the Brooklyn Brawler. Already told you Brooklyn Brawler, remember? He's huh? like 55 and 300. Oh, and 300 or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, guys, listen, man. Obviously, they, they, they had the luxury of booking Lashley in theory because they knew there was going to be no finish of this match whatsoever because Bronson Reed was going to do a run-in. I do not, me personally, I do not like that a guy like Theory is taking a guy like Lashley to task because, again, I always go by if this were real, and if this were real, Lashley would hurt Theory very, 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 very badly. But. They were able to give you this match because they knew they were going to continue the business with Reed and they were just going to toss it out. There you go. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I'm going to write this down. Go ahead. All right. The Miz's WWE record. Okay. Yes. 442 wins. 
44 draws, 981 losses. Oh, so man. he's lost about 67% of his uh, his career in the WWE. So two out of every three matches he loses typically. Okay. So Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> All right. So Dolph Ziggler's uh, record is... <clears throat> All right, here we go. One loss record is WWE. 685 wins. 26 draws. 835. Wow, so he's got a much better record than the Miz. So he loses 54% of his matches. So wow. one out of every two to three matches, you know, he, he typically wins. Right. So uh, about 12 to 13% more than the Miz. So statistically, Dolph Ziggler deserves to be uh, a Hall of Famer over the Miz. Yes, he does. There you go. There you go. Yes, he does. Yes. Uh, next, we have um, Trish Stratus. Here we go. Here we go. Let's talk about this, man. Let's talk about this in-ring promo from Trish Stratus. As I thought, she was going to try to heal it up, talk about how, you know, she's the bee's knees. You know, it's her all about her and all that. So what do you think about this? Oh, exactly what you said, bro. It was just so, so, so predictable, man. Just every single thing that she said was just so predictable then then i love how they have to try to make sense out of things that make made no sense yeah i love when they always go back to that well and then they just make it worse because now now it really makes no sense but this was just so just so so predictable to me and where was becky uh, she she tweeted that she wasn't going to be there tonight. Uh, there's some reports that said that there there was like a minor injury or something like that. So, so this is the logic. To, exactly to your point, Vince. This is the logic that I see with this. Or trying to make a bad thing better, but it, essentially you're making it worse. All right. So I was probably about eight or nine years old, and my uh, I was with my grandmother. And I was trying to be super nice, you know, a, a very nice grandson. And she was a hardworking woman. You know, she's one of the, um, my grandma is actually one of the people who inspired me to be such a hardworking man. She was, she would always work, you know, to, to try to make ends meet, had a morning job, had an evening job. She was a, a cook uh, day and night. So I was <laughs> trying to help her on her get ready for her night job. I think it was either a night job or she was going somewhere. I forgot where it was. And so I, she had her iron out, right? And she had a white sweater and she had like some, um, some print on her white sweater. And at that point, I didn't know how to iron, but I was just trying to be charitable, right? I mean, just no malice. I was totally trying to be nice. And I didn't know that you can't iron over the print because that would just smear it, right? And so me, just trying to be nice, <laughs> I'm ironing. And all of a sudden, 
I start to notice that it was smearing. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> and what I tried to do was Put continue to, like, iron around it to see. And it was just smearing the whole white sweater and making things oh, worse. Man. Yeah. And, and, and thankfully, like, I didn't get the- like my butt handed to me. She was so nice at the, at that moment, you know, she was tough, but at, at that moment, she was so nice. She was just like, Oh, like, like she was so like nice. And I'll never yeah. forget that. That was a long time ago, That's but awesome. I'll never forget that. But at that point I was trying to make a bad thing better. Yeah. And I was making it worse. Yes. And that's what I think logically when I think about this Trish Stratus segment, like quit trying to make a bad thing better because you're making it worse by your promo. It was so predictable. It was so contrived. And it felt like you're just phoning this in and just collecting a paycheck. man. Like that, I told you, that's what I said last week, man. Like she probably really likes Becky Lynch and she's like, Okay, I'll do it. I really like Becky, and I'll make this happen until SummerSlam, and I'll be I'll bounce. But it's not feeling authentic, man. Yeah, feel authentic. I agree, man. Next, uh, and the more of the story. Don't iron something with print because it'll. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, next, uh, we have Cody Rose cutting a backstage interview. You know, he's in a suit now. He want to make sure that he got to get, uh, you know, jacket and and, and uh, dress shirt there. Then we get Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville uh, defeating Meechan and Candice. Man, Meechan and Candice LeRae, man. Vince, what are we, what are we doing with these with these talents? And not only that, bro. First of all, there's a couple of things. This was horrible. The the the, the these girls were atrocious. This was absolutely atrocious. I did pop huge, bro. I popped huge. <laughs> When I saw Nikki Cross is still a part of this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, wait, really, bro? Wait, she's still in this? Oh, my. Bro, are you going to tell me that's not some kind of rib on her? Come on. At this point, bro, it's a rib, man. Man, look, we we criticize the lack of longevity uh, and putting meat on the bone of stories. But if there's one bone that they want to put some meat on storyline wise it's this one of, oh of nikki having a friend now she's got a friend. and then and now though but now the angle is that the baby face champions got water thrown in their face mm-hmm. that's the angle that's it right there bro. that's it right there bro that's all you need yeah that 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 leads to a match <laughs> everything leads to a match man yep. I, I said your name wrong. I said LaRue instead of LaRae. Oh, that's a match. <laughs> yeah, that's so- it. That's <laughs> it, man. That's it. We get uh, more hype for the uh, draft. Uh, we get uh, Street Profits, Rick Boots, Elias, Baron Corbin, Akira Tozawa. Kind of teased a Street Profits uh, breakup here, man. There's been some rumors that we might see that in the draft. What do you think? We probably will because we've been talking for ages about um... – Montel Ford, whatever his name is. Yeah. I actually don't mind if you do it this way. Like, I I don't mind that because I keep saying this every week. I don't want to see, you know, I'm Angelo Dawkins. I'm mad because people like Montez Ford. I mean, like stuff like that is just so just Bush League writing to me because only thing that that's going to do 
is that's just going to cause Angelo Dawkins to look like an idiot and just lose the feud and just go to obscurity. Yeah, yeah and you've so, been saying that for a long time. Yeah, and so and so at least if you do it this way, they'll be on two different brands and they'll have an equal opportunity to be successful. Yeah. Not, not at each other's expense. And I, yeah. and I, I like that. I, I, yeah. I like that. If they do make Montez a single star, this is the way to do it. So yeah, I'm cool with that. Uh, then we have the Usos with solo backstage promo. Uh, there you go, man. Well, what, what do you think? What do you think with that? Again, bro. It's just like we, we saw the promo. We've seen that a million times before. And then they milked those freaking entrances. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, bro. <laughs> and then we, we have our match. Bro, that one bump that Riddle took on the ring apron, I watched it over, and luckily it looked like he landed on his backside and not his back. Was bro, that the choke slam from Priest? Yeah, yeah, yeah bro. You can break your back on that, bro. Yeah, yeah. man. You, you, bro. When you, when you talk to real wrestling trainers like the Al Snows of the world about that ring apron, mm-hmm. when I saw that, I thought that that was major injury. But when they played it back, he kind of caught his backside. But That's um. True. But again, bro, you know, then the, the you know, then then the babies they beat up earlier in the show are all healthy and not hurt at yeah. all. And they whatever, man. Yeah. Any predictions? So I want to start doing this. Like this is how predictable WWE is typically. All right. So I want to do a couple things uh before we end shows and remind me SK Nation to start doing this. All right. I want to do the your 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 best part of you can't say you know that it was over give me like a best part of raw and because we book raw basically weeks ahead every week and it happens give me something that is going to predictably happen next week based on how predictable oh no doubt about it okay number one the 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 Again, bro, and you're asking me to find something I like. Yeah. I'm gonna find the same thing that I liked last week. I like I like real wrestlers fighting. So I like the Lashley uh Bronson Reed gimmick, and they continued that today. I like that. Um, next week, without a shadow of a doubt, you're gonna see the Usos and uh Samoa Sequoia against the uh, LWO without a shadow of a doubt. You're gonna see that six man tag next week, no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, I I can definitely um, attest. I can agree with uh, the Lashley um, uh, Bronson rebuild. Uh, I, I like that. I like that they had Reed get the heat this week, uh, especially if if Lashley's going to take the win. They'll probably, I imagine, they stretch this out to the pay per view. They should. I, I don't see why not. Um, I'm I'm cool with this. I'm I'm cool with I'm cool with Reed getting the heat for this week. Yeah, I'm fine and, with that. And, and lastly, getting you know getting over at the end. I'm I'm cool with that because again, I say this all the time. Who got over? And in this segment, Reed got over because he destroyed Bobby Lashley during his match somehow. All and it protected Lashley in a minute in, in a moment too because he tried to have some come up come up and tried to do the 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 figure the 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 grip the what is it the hurt lock that's what it's called the the hurt lock and austin theory 
brought him back down by doing the kick, which logically <clears throat> that didn't make sense because you avalanched theory and then yeah. instead of theory trying to get something back out of he just helped lastly that that was a bit off but overall i like that segment uh as far as predictability um i i think that we'll get lwo and and yeah ugh. see the thing is do we get lwo in judgment day or LWO and Usos. Because we might get LWO. I think we already did. I think they already did LWO. No, I think they did Escobar and Priest. So either we're going to get LWO against Judgment Day or LWO against uh, Usos for next week. Um, hmm. It would make more sense with Judgment Day since the feud is Ray and Dom, though. So... We might, we might get that. Yeah, we might get that. Here's another thing I want to say, bro. This is a pet peeve of mine. Bro, you look like the biggest mark. And, and say, I'm glad, too, because rolling, rolling at the buzzer with a 1999. But I want to say this. Uh, bro, I'm sorry. You look like the biggest freaking mark in the world when you come down singing your own ring music. You look, you look like such a freaking mark. <laughs> Every bro, you ever did, what did demolition come down to the ring singing? Here comes the axe, here comes this. Did Hogan ever come demolition. down? Did Hogan ever come down singing Real American? Ever, no. ever, never, no. never, bro. You know who's the only one? And, and tell me if I'm wrong, and please chime in here, uh, sports key to nation, bro. The only one who sang his theme song and it fit his character was Sean. Uh, Honky Tonk Man would too. Oh, did he? So I got long sideburns, got my hair slick. Yeah, but that, that, that works when Austin Theory comes out singing his, his his his. I'm looking at my TV and I'm like, bro, you're such a mark. Like, <laughs> you 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 just look like the biggest freaking mark in the building. And to Honky Tonk Man's point, though, like singing his song live was a part of the gimmick. It right. wasn't just like it, it wasn't just coming like. You know, uh, the, the the crowd was into it, and it was just a part of his gimmick because it made the fans over. No, it was a part of his heel gimmick because he couldn't sing, and he and couldn't not only that, it. and bro, sh and Sean sang his. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when Sean I, came down singing, like Sean singing the song live. Yeah. Indeed. Every time I see it, or it, theory coming down, I'm like, bro, you look like the biggest mark in the whole entire arena. Will you please stop doing that, bro? Oh, that's, he tell down, man. He oh, down. my God. But, yeah, you had, I think we got a. Uh, the Mountie. We got Roland and Corey. The Mountie. Yeah, the Mounties. Yeah, the Road Dog. No, he didn't sing his own. He, you know, he just he just cut the promo. Uh, Road Dog didn't sing his own. He just. Oh, yeah. I mean, he did Whip My Baby Tonight. Uh, they it says New Age Outlaws, but no, he didn't do it in New Age Outlaws. No, he did it with um, with uh, with my baby tonight. Uh, but the point was him, the roadie was the one who actually was right. But when he came down, he came down singing it like right. he wasn't singing to his track. Right, 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 right. He right. was singing it live, bro. Yeah. That ain't Austin Theory on the track, bro. <laughs> right. If it was lost in theory on the track, yeah, that, it, yeah. Oh, it's so mawkish to me. Lip syncing, yeah, very, very interesting. Uh, uh, we got rolling 1999. 
Just rewatched Wrestling with Shadows. I was 12 when Sean beat Brett at Mania 12 and 14 during the Montreal school job, screw job. In my late 30s now, but as a kid, I thought Russo was the demon boss. Oh. Of course, Vince McMahon to screw Brett. No, no, not at all. Mm. But now he is one of the biggest contributors uh, of the Legion of Raw because he realized that Vince Russo is a heck of a guy, man. Very true. Thank you for all your contributions. Yes, well, thank you, man. You, yes. you deserve seven stars. As a matter of fact, uh, he deserves seven stars that is given by Dave Meltzer, but he has some directions for Rollin, though. I don't anticipate ever seeing giving another match seven stars, but if I do, then it'll be a wonderful thing for wrestling. It'll be it'll be with Rollin. <laughs> it'll definitely be with Rollin, that's for sure. Bro, there are such, I swear to God, the, the egos in the wrestling business are so freaking comical. It's it's so comical to you see. You would know. Yeah, you would know oh from, my from, God. from working with them, that's for sure. Uh, but but that was that was on point. But I think he also has some directions for Rollin, too. Um what was it? What was the directions? Uh, he's got a just yeah. in case you want to go to Japan. Uh, oh, oh, the directions you want. Yeah, you yeah. want the directions. Just, just in case I can't play the hand in his pants because he plays a curse word. Yeah, he says a curse word. Dan, I want. But he just it. Rollins just wants some directions though. That's, that's here we go. Nice. Rollins, it, just in case you're going to Cork and Hall. Here you go. Well, play everything's Cork and Hall. So if you stay in Cork and Hall, you're gonna walk. It's a twenty minute train ride. Yeah. Hold on. I got another one for uh uh Roland. Now, Roland, I know sometimes you think you're confused, mm -hmm. but you're really not confused. Because if you want to really hear confusion, Roland, here's what confusion sounds like. You ready, Dr. Chris? Let's do it. Those best Iron Man matches I've ever had that's ever been. Yes, <laughs> that's that's that's, that's it. That's it right there. The best Iron Man match has ever had. It's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, right, what was that last Precisely true. Fort Iron Eye, Corey, Kevin Kellum, uh, Kev Kellum has to do damage control every Tuesday for what y'all say. What's that mean? Who's Kev Kellum? Uh, Kev Kellum, you, you've done a show here with him. He's one of uh, the sports Kita um, uh, contributors. Uh, oh, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah, Kev's Kev's cool guy. Uh, yeah, so you know he has to he has to do damage control and uh, you know represent uh, you know WWE in a positive light, probably because we crush Raw every single week because it deserves to be crushed. Zubar Talk TV twenty dollars. Hello, Doctor Chris and Vince. Recently watched the full Ready to Rumble. Both your thoughts on the film. I'm curious if Vince Russo's thoughts at the time uh, and how it played a role at time writing for WCW, especially with Arquette. First of all, bro, I I thought that movie was atrocious. I like one of the worst movies I've ever, ever, ever seen in my life. Bro, a lot of people don't understand this too, bro. Like, bro, do you know when I started working with WCW? Bro, do you know, like, for the first month or six weeks or whatever it was, they gave me a list of top guys that weren't going to be on Nitro because they were making that movie? Oh, wow. So, like, every week, you know, what one week we wouldn't have, we DDP and, like, literally top guys, and it would change every week. 
And I had to work my way around that for like the first four to six weeks. It was a pain in me. I, uh, it was bad. It was so bad that it was funny. Yeah, I know. Me. You know what I mean? Like it was just so cheesy and just bad altogether that I actually enjoyed it. It was just like a train wreck that I couldn't take my eyes off. Uh, my, my eyes off of. Yeah. Uh, you know. You know what else was a bad movie in hindsight? <clears throat> no holds barred, man. Like that. Like watching it thirty-five years later as an adult. Man, that, that movie is horrible. Here's the difference, though. Here's the difference. The, the 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 female lead was hot. She was. At least there was a hot. There was no female lead. No, no. Uh, uh, well, not well, not. She wasn't lead. She was. She was supported. Um, Arquette's uh, love interest was who? Uh, she was one of the. She played a Nitro girl. And then she ended up being like a rogue, like she was a mole, like she was uh Sinclair's, like she was kind of she was working for Sinclair. Oh, I don't, I don't really she know. was one of the Nitro girls that uh that Arquette had a crush on. She was she was pretty nice. Oh, she, I don't was, remember she, that. Yeah, she was a cutie. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh <clears throat> here we go. This guy right here, Vince Russo. Follow him at uh matter of fact. Plug, plug that tank top, man. You got some fantasy. Yeah, well, yeah, guys, you need advice. If you guys play fantasy baseball and you need advice, you can join up my Patreon.com forward slash VRFBB. I do multiple podcasts every week, and I will help you win your fantasy league. Bingo. Uh, uh, VR, uh, Patreon.com forward slash VRFBB. Uh, follow me at Chris Prolific. Uh, on the Twitter webs. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, Vince Russo, Dr. Chris. Have a good night, everybody. Solo.